Hey, this is Michael Q, and I want to learn about toxic emotions. I hear this term thrown around a lot. I believe I have toxic emotions. I believe you have toxic emotions. It's something we all need to learn how to deal with. So, I've got a great guest. Her name is Rhonda Fervano. She's got a book out called Conquering Toxic Emotions. And she's going to walk us through all the different ways that we can overcome these toxic feelings. I guess the first thing that I'd like to know from Rhonda is, what are toxic emotions? Sometimes we don't know how bad we feel until we feel good, right? Right. So if we're an individual that um, has experienced maybe a lot of trauma, especially as a child, um, if we were told negative things by someone that was supposed to be caring for us, we we picked up um, a negative belief about ourselves. We picked up a tr- it became our truth and it's not our truth. You know, if we are told something like you'll never amount to anything or you're not as you're not as good as your brother or your sister or you're not strong enough or you're not pretty enough or you're not smart enough. Right. And we become we we start to believe those things I, that becomes our reality. And that's where for a lot of us, the, the toxic emotions, those negative emotions took root when we were little children. It's staggering how young people develop a self-identity. According to mentalhealth.net, children will start to develop a self-concept, which attributes to their attitudes, abilities, and values that they believe defines them by the age of three years old. Since we now know toxic emotions can stem from early childhood, what can we do to unwind that damage? Well... And here's something else that I think is really important for us to understand because, you know, a lot of, of our society says, oh, it's just, a, you know, just suck it up, right? slough it off, deal with it, right? <clears throat> Those are the kinds of things that that they tell us. And if we look at what's really going on in our body, it's not just that I got my feelings hurt. It's so far beyond that because when someone – when something happens to me or someone is, is abusive or cruel to me on an emotional level, not just a physical level, things happen negative to me in, at my, in my cellular body, in my physical body, okay? So it goes, it, it does both. It, it affects me emotionally, mentally, but it also affects me physically because if, if I experience a trauma and what might be traumatic to me may not be traumatic to you. Because we're all different and our programming is different. Our belief systems are different. So when I experience what would be traumatic to me, whether it's someone telling me I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, or it's someone physically abusing me, it doesn't matter. The, the, The effect can be the same because those emotional experiences are recorded in our cellular memory. And I really like to talk about cellular memory and call it that, but it's our DNA. Right. Right. Um, 
and I can, you know, DNA is real scientific for me. And I go, oh my gosh, I can't understand DNA, but I can understand cell memory because it's it's just stored. Whatever those experiences are, whatever those beliefs are, they're extor- they're stored in our cells, and our cells remember them. What Rhonda is referring to here is a concept called body memory or cellular memory. It's a hypothesis that the body itself is capable of storing memory, not just the brain. Modern usage of body memory tends to apply it exclusively in the context of traumatic events, like people who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. So it becomes a part of our programming as we continue to, you know, to grow into adulthood or, you know, we just continue on in our lives. So it gets stored somewhere in our body if we are not able to deal with it. Example of that would be what I'm saying is um, when we lose someone we love, there's a natural grief process. We wouldn't be human if we didn't grieve. But that there that should be a process. It should be there's a season for that. If If we continue to grieve for that loss, for months and months and years and years and years, then that that cellular memory, that trauma that we're not able to work through is going to settle somewhere in our body. And particularly grief and sadness tend to, to settle in like the respiratory system into the lungs. So we will eventually develop symptoms. It could be a cough. It could turn into bronchitis. It could turn into pneumonia or heaven forbid other things. I did further research on this, and it is insane how distressing grief can be on your body. According to WebMD, grief increases inflammation, which can worsen health problems you already have and cause new ones. Grief batters your immune system, leaving you depleted and vulnerable to infection. Intense grief can alter your heart rhythm so much, it can literally cause broken heart syndrome. But what I have found to be most effective is to recognize it and then to say, okay, I want, I can't change what happened, but in my mind, I can reframe it. So that's an intentional thing. So, so let's go back and say, you know, we, we had a fight with someone, you know, and, and we've all done that. We've all had those heated arguments, right? Yeah. And when it's finished, we know there's a physiological physiological effect because sometimes we get a headache after that or a stomach ache or you know we get really stressed tight through our shoulders or our neck so we know there's a physical component to all of this something that i found has helped me more than anything is number one realizing it um and then i use essential oils that's my go-to so the reason that i say that is because i can just intentionally every single morning when I get up, you know, put a drop or two of something in my hand, rub my hands together, cut my hands over my mouth and nose and breathe really deeply. The use of essential oils to change or enhance mood has been in practice for 6,000 years. Essential oils or aromatherapy stimulate your olfactory system. That's the part of your brain that's connected to smell. As molecules reach your brain, they affect the limbic system. That's linked directly to your emotions, your heart rate, breathing, and hormonal balance. 
when I breathe, so, when we breathe something and we smell something, it bypasses all of the senses except smell, and it goes right to the emotional center of our brain. And and I I love using like a blend called stress away and a blend called peace and calming. So so again. I'm smelling it. The molecules of the oil are so tiny. They're going to the brain and they're, and they're going to that part of where my emotions are and they're helping to, I'm going to use the word calm. They're helping to calm that part of my brain. That's so so it helps me to get back into touch with where I am and to be able, then I can make affirmations. I am at peace. I'm at peace. I'm at peace. I am calm. I am calm. I am calm. You know, whatever, whatever that is. But on purpose, all things work to my good today. This is, you know, making those, being intentional when you start the day, right? Just like if you, if you meditate, being intentional with meditation as you start your day is going to be huge to control this, to bring your, that spirit part of you back into balance, back into being grounded. I've always been a big believer in affirmations. I discovered something that backed this up called the self-affirmation theory. This is a psychological concept that focuses on how individuals adapt to information or experiences that they find threatening. Studies base the idea that we can increase our sense of self-integrity by affirming what we want repetitiously day after day. I think writing them out and putting them somewhere where you can see them is amazing because we know our weakness and the areas where we feel that we're struggling the most or we're the weakest. That's where we want to start with our affirmations. Um, and one of the things, if I may, in the conquering toxic emotions book is a whole section on emotions. So you can literally go look up anger and it will give you the choice of several different affirmations and pair it with particular oils that are known to help reduce and move past anger. What I'm gathering from this is that the majority of our emotions tend to have adverse effects on our overall well-being. So should we attempt to block down all of our emotions completely? We're never going to shut them off unless we probably medicate. That's the only way we're going to shut down our emotions. No, what I'm what I'm saying is being intentional because here's the beautiful thing about emotions. I think they're a gift, positive or negative. They're a gift because they're actually indicators for us. And if we recognize them as an indicator, when we feel happy, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is a great day. Everything is going my way. I feel wonderful. My energy is high. Life is great. And when I feel sad, I don't, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. How am I going to get through the day? So if I let that sadness be an indicator to me that, okay, Rhonda, you don't have to dig into why are you sad necessarily, but you can make a choice now to change that. So many of our toxic emotions stem from a relationship we have. It could be a family member, a friend, a spouse. Somebody that has done something to us that made us feel a certain way that we just can't let go of. Now it's manifesting through our body. So how do we deal with toxic people? 
Well, as we begin to recognize it, the first thing is to forgive ourselves for that belief or for whatever was done to us. Forgive us first and then forgive whoever that was. If we know who that was, if we grew up with a with an abusive parent. And I'm not speaking about hitting necessarily, but saying those negative things, because sometimes parents do things like that and don't realize they're doing it. Um, so working through the process of just allowing ourselves to come into who we are, um, talking through it with someone who's safe. And maybe that is maybe that is a counselor, but maybe it's just a friend and talking about what your experience was because, or journaling. Journaling is a wonderful way to, to release things. There are so many interesting facts about the benefits of journaling. According to PositivePsychology.com, journaling can be effective for a lot of different reasons. Journaling is scientifically proven to boost your mood, enhance your sense of well-being, while reducing the symptoms of depression. And if all that wasn't enough, Journaling is also an exercise that strengthens your working memory. Experts believe journaling is able to achieve all this by enabling you to confront and work through previously inhibited emotions. So when we write a letter to someone, perhaps, so maybe there was an individual as we were growing up, that um, we really feel negative to and, and maybe hurtful. There's some hurtful memories around that individual. We write a letter to them and we express all of the things that we recall and put it on paper and talk about how that made us feel. And then we do something like either we, you know, we shred it, we tear it up, we set it on fire, but we release it and we intentionally release as we make that action. There's a, I have a 30-day protocol that goes along with the Conquering Toxic Emotions, and it is a journaling protocol so that it asks you particular questions every day for those 30 days so that we're not, because when we're just starting, I don't know about you, Michael, but it's a little intimidating to just look at a blank piece of paper sometimes and we go, I don't even know where to start. Like people tell me this is healthy, but I don't know where to start and it's causing me more stress because I don't know how to do this. Right, right. So... So literally some questions and some actions to take through those 30 days because we we create habits. And it only takes about 21 days typically to create a habit. And when we're creating a habit, it creates neural pathways within our brain. So when we change that neural pathway, which we can do, by the way, and journaling and, and rethinking and Choosing to think and see things differently is a way to do that. This is a really cool fact about the brain. Changing neural pathways or neuroplasticity was actually discovered back in 1949. It was determined that neurons that fire together wire together. This evidence shows the brain is not as fixed as we have been conditioned to think. Studies have also shown your brain can repair and rewire itself. What's great about this finding is that the neuroplasticity will not only help you recover from traumatic brain injury, but it can also help you make your life better. You can actually rewire your brain to establish better habits. This is so powerful, it can create these changes in three to four weeks. 
Physical fitness has always been a priority to me. And I also believe there's a mind-body connection. So I was curious to find out Rhonda's take on health and our emotions. Absolutely. If we move for 30 minutes a day intentionally, you know, it can be just a brisk walk. That is huge. That is so it's it's great for the brain, not just the body, not just the physical body, but for the brain as well. And there's so many studies that show when we're physically active that the brain remains active and healthy. So just really simple things like drinking water, like pure natural water every single day. And and just a, an idea of how much would be Take whatever your body weight is, divide it by two, and drink that in ounces. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you're drinking 50 ounces of water a day. That is huge. Um, And just cutting out things like sugar and dairy, things that are very inflammatory to the body, those are great gifts that we can pretty easily do. We call a lot of things food today that are not food, right? I mean, we really do. Um, But just being aware of just some simple things because any of us can drink water, any of us can get up and move. There was so much great information there. I hope you guys took a lot of value from that. I certainly did. I want to thank Rhonda Favano for being our expert today. And if you guys like what you heard and you want to find out more, you can get her book, Conquering Toxic Emotions. It's available everywhere. And uh, check out her website, anointingnations.com. You can pick up some of those essential oils, and there's, uh, there's other great things on there, too, for wellness. So thanks a lot, guys. And until next time, stay curious.